Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chronicles of the End Times. This is Russ Scalzo here, and we're going to be discussing many, many issues and many subjects concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the day in which we live. There's so many challenges that we face each day. Uh, There's so many things that need to be discussed in balance and in love and in compassion, uh, yet the truth is preeminent in our discussions. Well, since this is my first blog and our first talk together, it is appropriate that I uh, introduce myself a little more. I came to the Lord in 1974 after years of playing uh, rock and roll in a band that had some success, uh, came out of high school in 1967, signed a record contract with Mercury Records, and we had a release, and it was debuted on American Bandstand, and we did some TV and some concerts, and we had our 15 minutes of fame, and our producer, who was uh, with us at the time, uh, was only 39 years old, and uh, he had a heart attack and died, and that derailed our career somewhat. Uh, but God was in the midst of all of it as he began to uh, work on me and speak with me. And in 1974, I was uh, taken to the hospital in an ambulance with some type of heart seizure. And uh, God used that to put the brakes on me. And, and I, I cried out for help that day. And the Lord miraculously touched me, not only in my spirit, but in my body and healed me and set me on a course to minister for him. Not too long after that, um, a band formed called Saved by Grace, and uh, it was a Christian band, and we toured uh, the United States and Canada for about five years and ministered to many in colleges and coffee houses and churches. And from there, the Lord led me to settle in and eventually became uh, on the board of my church, and I served for about 15 years as a board member and uh, taught Sunday school and eventually led worship uh, in all the services. The Lord grew that experience and grew me through that. It was a great blessing and uh, began to speak to me in 1992 about teaching about his coming, a a subject that I had studied many, many times. And uh, so he began to draw me in, and I began to do a very uh, deep study into biblical prophecy. And so it's brought me to this place today where I have three books, uh, Chronicles of the End Times, a trilogy that's available online at Barnes & Noble and Amazon and all the internet uh, bookshops. I also have the privilege of being part of and co-founder with my daughter Rachel of Lighthouse Stage Productions, a nonprofit Christian theater group in which my whole family's involved. My wife, Gail, and my other two daughters, uh, Leah and Stephanie, both involved in directing and uh, participating in the shows, along with just a wonderful, amazing cast of, of sometimes up to 40 to 45 of people coming from every denomination in the area to be a part of this ministry. So it is a been a real blessing. So the Lord has kept me busy, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, And I've been able to write the musical scores for these shows as well. So having said all that, uh, let's move on to uh, what we want to talk about today. And that is, 
Why should we be concerned? Why should we uh, put an emphasis on the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it really necessary, some people say, we're just going to live our lives and do our thing, and whenever God comes back, uh, that's his business? And uh, though that is uh, true, that is certainly his business, as when he fulfills the prophecies that he's spoken, yet he has given us his word, and he's given us his word to study and to know. And uh, the scripture clearly says that we should be workmen that need not be ashamed. So we should be able to study the word of God, know what the word of God says, uh, just like any workman would come to your house or business to work, uh, brings his his or own tools and uh, is able to do the job because they're trained in that job. In the same way as Christians, not only just for ministers, but Christians, you and I, we should know the Word of God and we should study the Word of God. And that's why the Lord has given it to us. If he didn't want us to know these things, he wouldn't have left them for us. So let me begin by saying that many times when we go to study this, we feel overwhelmed, and we feel like, well, I don't know Hebrew, and I, and I don't know Greek, and I'm certainly not familiar with the Latin, and, uh, you know, how am I going to know the true meaning of all these words? And we need to remind ourselves that um, Jesus chose ordinary people. Now, these men weren't totally uneducated. They didn't have the education that the Pharisees and the Sadducees had, and some of the religious men of their time. But God chose them, and he spoke to them in in parables, and then later he spoke to them plainly as friends. And at this age, in this place that we are uh, in history, God speaks to us as friends. Uh, If we know him as our Savior, then we have the Holy Spirit to teach us. And he said the Holy Spirit would teach us all things, even the things that are to come. So, as we study God's Word, let us know that we don't need to be Greek scholars uh, in order to interpret the Word of God. Uh, I am all about education. All three of my girls have college degrees and uh, degrees upon degrees, some of them, and I definitely believe in education. And uh, But I feel that many times we don't look into uh, these things as Christians because Uh, They're too deep for us, or uh, we can't possibly understand them. But if you study them, grab some uh, good reference material and give yourself a start, uh, you can begin to be blessed by what is to come. And what is to come? God has great plans uh, for this planet. He has great plans for those who love him. So where do we start? Well, I suppose the best place to start is the rapture. It's one of the more debated uh, issues uh, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some say that this catching away of people, this rapture, the taking away of the church, uh, is before this great tribulation that we'll get into and talk about later in the blogs, or it could be in the middle of this uh, great tribulation, or at the end, uh, when Christ returns in the flesh. Um, in the Battle of Armageddon. So many books have been written, pros and cons and in-betweens, and even some more recent publications that the rapture is uh, deception, it's a lie, uh, that the church has been misled, uh, that there is no catching away, there is no rapture. Some call it escapism. Uh, 
Um, is it escapism? I hope so. Um, anyone in their right mind who uh, reads through the book of Revelation and the Old Testament and really uh, can understand what's about to take place in this world, uh, if they don't want to be spared from it, I question their sanity. Um, <laughs> some say, well, uh, the church is so backslidden that uh, the church needs to go through the tribulation to get themselves right. Um, that is definitely men uh, thinking and uh, human ideas, because the church is many. There's millions upon millions all over the world. Some are suffering uh, just terribly under uh, persecution, and uh, some are you know, sitting in their easy chairs. Uh, so to make a statement like that, a blanket statement like that, is uh, there's a great error. You know, you cannot, cannot say that. Uh, and that brings us to uh, the definition uh, of persecution and tribulation. Uh, will there be persecution? Absolutely. Is there persecution today? Absolutely. Depends on where you live, to what degree that persecution is. So to think that the church is not going to go through persecution in the very near future uh, is foolish because society is pulling away from the Bible. Society is creating their own gods and they're creating the gods that will allow this or won't allow that, and they're redefining who God is in their own minds, when in actuality we only have the Word of God which defines the Bible, which defines who God really is and what He wants of us and what He doesn't want to see in us. So persecution will come. So for those out there who are saying, well, we need to be persecuted— uh, persecution is on the way. Uh, for those who, who uh, love the Lord and uh, want to raise their family uh, to follow Christ according to the Bible, uh, there's plenty of people out there uh, that are waiting to persecute the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, but it's not God. God is not looking to persecute his church. And that's the difference between persecution and tribulation. Tribulation as defined in Revelation and in Jeremiah is a pouring out of God's wrath upon the earth to test those upon the earth. It is not to beat up the church. Uh, the world and the devil will we'll do that just fine. Don't need any help doing that. Tribulation comes, in that sense, comes from God. So that is a, very important for us to define uh, the rapture and the taking away of the church is for the faithful, for the bride of Christ, those who have stayed faithful to Jesus Christ. Let's close this first blog, uh, which got a little lengthy because of my introduction, uh, which we won't have on every blog, of course, um, trying to keep these blogs from being too lengthy. But let's close uh, with this thought. In Genesis uh, chapter 18, uh, there's a scene where Abraham— is concerned about Sodom and Gomorrah. God has come and met him with two of his angels, and they're talking about what's going to transpire. And God is saying, you know, i got to do away with these cities. They're just really filled with unrighteousness, and uh, I'm going to give them, uh, I've given them opportunities, uh, but they're, they are just sinful cities. And so he's about to destroy them. And Abraham is very concerned because his nephew Lot is there and some of his uh, family. And so he begins to intercede 
uh, and he, for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, and says, well, you know, suppose there's 40, you know, suppose there's 35, suppose there's 30. And he keeps going back and forth with God. And he gets it down to 10. He says, if there's 10 righteous in the whole city, uh, will you still destroy it? And, and God says, no, I'll, if there's 10 righteous there, I'll spare the entire city uh, for the sake of those 10 people. But as it turned out, there weren't uh, 10 righteous in the whole city, which is very sad. Uh, but Abraham, in this conversation with God, um, he be- he says in verse 25, he says, That be far from you to do this, to slay the righteous and the wicked, that the righteous should be like the wicked. That be far from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? So Abraham's really stepping out here, talking to God. God and him are on a very friendly basis, and he he's taken the liberty to say, you know what, you shouldn't, you're not going to treat the the unrighteous and the righteous people the same, are you? I mean, you're the great judge of all the earth, you know, shouldn't you be doing this rightly? And uh, so God pretty much says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pull those righteous out before I destroy the city. Uh, I am going to judge righteously in this situation. So here we get a little bit of view into the heart of God. And it's important for us to know the heart of God, to understand biblical prophecy. God never goes against his heart. You know, it's it's a theme through the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation. It's important for us to know that God will treat the righteous and the unrighteous differently. So as we approach these last days, it's important for us to know that God loves everyone, but love is a two-way street. If you're in a relationship and only one person loves, then you don't have a relationship. You have the hopes of a relationship, and that's where God is with many people. He has the hopes of a relationship. He is pouring his love out, but to have a relationship both people need to be in love with one another, be to have that that relationship, that closeness. And uh, God is reaching out to the entire world. And it's up to them whether they're going to answer back. And it's up to us as Christians to share the love of Jesus Christ and to share the truth. Yes, he's coming back. Yes, you don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. But yet you have all this time and all this grace, and all this love that is being poured out to you. And all you need to do is respond. Till next time, this is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Times. God bless. Talk to you soon.